Welcome to Victory Church's online podcast library. We hope you enjoy this message today. I've been reading Matthew 24, Luke 21, and Mark 13. I've been just kind of digested this week, which all of those passages are talking about the, the um, it's actually Jesus' prophetic words the week that he died. He was answering questions about the end of the age. I'd like to know what he had to say. How about you? <laughs> they were asking him questions about the end of the age. It's, I'm going to read parts of it and just make comments as we go through it. Jesus left the temple area and was on his way when his disciples came up to point out the temple buildings to him. Now, they were, they were all excited. There had been a, a building project that started 19 years before Christ was born. Herod started this massive building project to restore and build the, um, uh, the temple, this, the restoration of the temple and make it better than it was, restore it. It had been that way for hundreds of years. And um, so he spent about 46 years restoring this temple, which would make it just four or five years before this time, it was finished. They were so excited about this beautiful building. And that's, that's where Jesus would teach in this new restored temple in Jerusalem. And uh, they, were, they were asking him about it. It's in this temple, awesome Lord. In this temple, awesome Lord. And, and he said to them, you know, don't, do you not see all these things? I say to you, not one stone here will be left upon another, which will not be torn down. What a way to respond. Look at this great building, Lord. Isn't this awesome? Well, in a few years, it's going to be torn down. <laughs> he was sitting on the Mount of Olives. Matter of fact, that's where a few days after this, he ascended from the Mount of Olives. He went to heaven, and, and the angel said he's going to return just like he left. Zachariah says he's going to return to the Mount of Olives when he comes back. I can't wait. How about you? He's coming back. The man, Jesus of Nazareth, the human, is going to return and put his feet on the Mount of Olives. It's going to happen. Maybe in your lifetime, maybe in the next few days. Maybe today is the day. Maybe today is the day. So, yeah, he says, don't you see all these things? Truly, I say to you, not one stone here will be left upon another, which will not be torn down. Well, that prophecy was fulfilled in about 35 years when the Romans tore the whole thing down, just made it into just a paved down to pavement, down to nothing. Left one wall there, the Wailing Wall. That was 70 AD, 35 years after Jesus. As he was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, tell us then, well, well, when will these things happen? And what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? What's it going to be like? Tell us the prophetic time clock. Tell us, Lord. And Jesus answered them, see to it that no one misleads you. For many will come in my name saying, I'm the Christ, and they will mislead many people. Now, he went on throughout this discourse in this chapter and talked many times about, he warned in three distinct times about false teachers that would come amongst his people in the last days. Be careful. Be careful what you listen to. Know your Bible. Know your Bible for yourself. Check what you hear, see if it's in the Bible, and not just what people are saying, but the the emphasis of what they're saying. Many times, error is not that far off, it's just overemphasized. 
You know, and so you, just, just be cautious. There's all sorts of things that are, that are being taught today that get us off the, 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 the very basic essentials of our Christian faith. They just get us off track. What are the basic essentials? Well, read your Bible, be filled with the Spirit, pray, go to church, share your faith, and support your church. You do those things, you're going to be pretty good. It's not going to take much. So Jesus answered and said to them, see to it that no one misleads you, for many will come in my name and say, I'm the Christ, and they'll mislead many people. So he warned him, you will be hearing of wars and rumors of wars. There's going to be all kinds of wars taking place in that generation and also in the last generation. There's been all kinds of wars in my lifetime from the Korean War, the Vietnam War, Iraq, Afghanistan, the Israeli wars, two or three of those have been going on in my lifetime. See to it that no one misleads you. Yes, see see that you are not alarmed, for these things must take place, but that is not yet the end, for nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines and earthquakes in various places. But these things are merely the beginning of the birth pangs. The beginning of the birth pain. So the, all this stuff that we see taking place, what is its birth pain? What is birth pains? Ask a woman that's had a baby. It's not comfortable. It's not fun. It hurts. There's stuff that you go through you don't want to go through, but there's something coming that's going to be awesome. There's a child about to be born. And that's exactly what Jesus is saying. Birth pangs are leading to this new age, this new age of the church, this new age of Jesus' kingdom come when he comes to this earth and rules and reigns on earth for a thousand years. Yes, yeah, birth pains now, but we're in a transition period. Something else is about to happen. Paul said something very similar like this. He says, we know that the whole creation is groaning and labors with birth pangs together until now. Not only that, but we also, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit inside of you is groaning and travailing, bringing about. What is he praying? Every time he prays, he's praying some version of this, the Holy Spirit, when he prays in you. It's always some version of this. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Oh, let your kingdom come, Lord. Let your kingdom come. Let your kingdom come in the schools. Let your kingdom come in this family. Let your kingdom come in the city of New Orleans. Let your kingdom come in this church. Let your kingdom come in my life. The Holy Ghost is praying and travailing for the kingdom of co- to come in your world, in your realm, in your area of influence. Not only that, but yes, so he goes on to say, we're eagerly awaiting for the adoption, the redemption of our bodies. It's the anticipation of what's next. Yeah, we're going through travail, but something glorious is about to happen to each one of us. In a moment, at the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, the dead in Christ will rise first. We who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with the Lord's. In an atomic instant, our bodies will be transformed and be like Jesus' body, immortal, eternal. We'll live forever in this brand new, healthy body that'll never get old. Hallelujah. It's about to happen. I believe it. Do you believe it? That is our blessed hope. Are you living like you believe it? 
If you believe, is that your great joy of anticipation? Oh, the day is about to come. I'm going to be put on my new body. I'm going to be like Jesus. I'm going to rule with Jesus for a thousand years. Now here's this, this is this passage that's been haunting me. It's been haunting me. Luke's version of this, Luke's account of this same prophecy. Luke 21, 20 through 24. But when you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies. This is Jesus. He was talking about a couple of different events. He was talking about what was about to happen in 70 A.D., But he was also talking about what was going to happen in 73 A.D. and in 2023 A.D. He was talking about Ezekiel's prophecy. When the armies of the earth, when the kings of the earth will join themselves together against the Lord and against the Lord's plan. They'll gather together in the valley of Megiddo and that's where they're going to meet their ends. Come on, bring it. I just say bring it. Come on, Russia. Come on, Iran. Come on, come on, nations of the earth, China, get your alliance together and gather in the valley of Armageddon and let's just see how it works out for you. Those are who in Judea, again, remember there's two, these are, you're looking at the prophecy, prophecy most of the time have multiple applications. Look, oh, we're looking like over a, a series of mountains and you see that the fulfillment of the prophecies a little bit at a time. We see some in 70 AD and we see some at the end of the age. Those who are in Judea must flee to the mountains like they had to in 70 AD when the Romans overran their city. Those who are inside the city must leave and those who are in the country must not enter the city because these are the days of punishment so that all things which have been written will be fulfilled. Woe to those who are pregnant. He's talking about what happened because they rejected their Messiah. Woe to those women who are pregnant and those who are nursing babies in those days, for there'll be great distress upon the land. He's answering their question about, look at our beautiful building. And he says, yeah, they're gonna, there's going to be great distress upon the land and wrath to this people, and they'll fall by the edge of the sword. They'll be led captive into all the nations, and they were. Millions of Jews, up until 1948, in Ukraine, in Germany, in Russia, in Spain, in England, in the United States, in South America, millions of Jews lived there, displaced for 2,000 years. Jesus said it was gonna happen, and it happened. They'll be led captive into all the nations, and Jerusalem will be trampled underfoot by the Gentiles. Now, this is in red in my Bible. How about yours? Jesus said it. Jerusalem will be trampled underfoot by the Gentiles until when? Until the time of the Gentiles are fulfilled. If you know your Bible, there's a a season that we live in. Jesus called it the time of the Gentiles. Jesus lived in the changing of the seasons. He could sense the change happening. For hundreds of years up into his day, God was dealing with the sons and daughters of Abraham exclusively. He had chosen them as his chosen people. But that season was coming to an end. 
It's called the 69th week in the book of Daniel, but there was a 70th week what happened later on. It was coming to the end of that season, and Jesus knew it. It's going to be the end of the age of the Gentiles. Jerusalem's going to be overturned. It's going to be that way until the age of the Gentiles is fulfilled. What did he say? Jerusalem would be under Gentile control till the age of the Gentiles would be fulfilled. If you know your history, Jerusalem was under Gentile control until 1967. That's when it changed. Not 1948, 1967. Jerusalem came under Jewish rulership. Now, I'm not saying the Jews are right. They've rejected their Messiah, but this is the plan of God. Come on, somebody. This is the plan of God. Now, so Jesus lived at the changing of a season. Paul got it. When he appeared on the Damascus Road, Paul got it. This is the age of the Gentiles. Paul got it. I'm called as an apostle to the Gentiles. That's what's been happening for 2,000 years. We're living at the end of that age. Our moment is closing. Grab it right, it exists. This is our moment of moments. The end of this age is upon us. The end of the age of the Gentiles. There's a mixing of the ages. God is about to fix his attention again on the Jewish population. There'll be an unprecedented gospel harvest in Israel over the last seven years. It's going to be unthinkable. Somebody better get excited up in this place. I'm telling you what, what I'm telling you. If you're not excited about it, you haven't seen it. Other things are more valuable to you. Souls, souls, souls. If that's not in your heart, get a hold of it. To see people come to Christ. To see your family come to Christ. To see your children come to Christ. To see your neighbors come to Christ. To see your city come to Christ. Souls, souls, souls. That's where it's at. The changing of the seasons. Yes, the changing of the seasons. I'm going to come back to this in just a moment. A couple things I want to mention here. Jesus goes on in verse 9 through 13. Then they will hand you over to tribulation and kill you. Oh my gosh, they thought they were coming to get a good word from the Lord. You got a good word for me tonight? Pick me, pastor. Give me a word. Well, the Lord's going to turn you, you're going to go through tribulation, you'll be hated by all nations for my name, and some are you going to get killed. At that time, many will fall away, and they'll betray one another and hate one another. And many false prophets will rise up and mislead many people. What kind of word is this, Jesus? Because lawlessness is increased, most people's love will become cold. But the one who endures to the end is the one who will be saved. He talked about persecution and betrayal. Just a short word about that. Persecution is obvious when you're being persecuted for the cause of Christ. Betrayal is not so obvious, it's subtle. The Jews were opposing Jesus and he knew it. But there was a betrayal in his ranks and they tried to make it spiritual. Judas, he was the betrayer. And he wanted to sow discord amongst the brethren. It's what happens in church all the time. They start to question the tactics that God's leading a church in, and it causes betrayal, discord, and church splits. 
It's what was happening. It's what was happening in the band of disciples. What did Jesus say? Jesus, Judas say to Jesus, oh no, oh no, we're wasting our treasury. We're wasting this treasury. We should have used this money to feed the poor, not to wash Jesus' feet with it. We shouldn't have put so much emphasis on worship. We should have put more emphasis on feeding the poor. That was what Judas' argument was. Sounded good. He led a, a dissension amongst the disciples. There was betrayal. There was, there was, a, there was, a, there was a treason in the midst of the disciples. Thankfully, they only lost one. He was the one that was holding the, he was the treasurer. He, had in char, he was in charge of the finances. Read your Bible. You know, you think, well, Jesus didn't have any money. Oh, yeah? He was supporting 12 families. Full-on 12 families. He didn't leave them home, homeless. All his children, Peter's grandma, Peter's mother-in-law, all the families, there was money coming in. If you check it out, as a matter of fact, Herod Stewart's wife was following Jesus around, supporting the work of God from Herod's treasury. Come on now. God will take care of his people. So yeah, betrayal is often quite subtle. But here's this next thing that he said. He says, because lawlessness is increased... Most people's love will grow cold. You'd have to say this prophecy is being fulfilled before our eyes. Lawlessness has increased. I mean, I'd have to say lawlessness in the United States has increased significantly in the last two years. Lawlessness has increased in New Orleans in the last two years. It was bad before, it's worse now. You know what happens is, is lawlessness breeds more lawlessness because lawlessness makes our hearts grow cold. And then we start doing ungodly things and it becomes contagious. And because they're getting away with it, then we'll start getting away with it. We'll start doing, maybe you won't be looting someone's house or burning somebody's house down, but you'll take privileges you used to, used to didn't take because other people are taking privileges. So Yeah. So what happens? Jesus warned if their love would grow cold. What kind of love grows cold? Well, it's agape love he's talking about, the love of God. Our love for God, our love for God can be affected by lawlessness. Our love for our brothers and sisters in Christ can be affected by lawlessness. Our love for the lost can be affected by lawlessness because when lawlessness starts to touch us and affect us, then our heart starts to close. It starts to close, and when your heart closes, not only can you not pour out, you can't take in anymore. You can't take in the love of God because your heart is closed. He warned them, lawlessness will increase. Don't let your heart get cold. Drink in his love. Walk in love. Walk in forgiveness in the midst of all of this. Now here, I've been waiting to get to this part all morning. This, I love this. I love this, so, so get ready right now, okay? If, you have, if you've been turning me off, reading your emails, start listening right now, okay? <laughs> the gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all the nations, and then the end will come. <laughs> wow. Now, I heard two people came up to me and shared testimonies with me this morning, something like this. One, um, 
Rene came up and told me, you know, Rene has a Bible study and he's got a Nicaraguan guy that's going to this Bible study and obviously he wasn't a churchgoer. He was probably, he's here to raise help and get money for his family and he, his wife contacted him and said, um, he said, well, don't call me at this such and such a time because I'm in a Bible study. Well, she, you're not in a Bible study. What are you talking about? So she wants to FaceTime him to see him in the Bible study and see in Nicaragua, hear what's going on in this guy's life. The testimony of Jesus has access into, into Nicaragua. Now, this other sister, Mary, came up and talked to me this morning, Mary Bryant. She came up and she starts, started reposting stuff about the Israeli war. She now has, you might not believe me, you'll think I'm exaggerating her line. She has just under 2 million followers now. Viewers. viewers. 2 million viewers. Looking at the stuff that she's posting. Posting things about Jesus. Putting other Christians on there, sharing their testimony. Posting Jesus stories. Posting prayer meetings. Posting all kinds of stuff. All over the place. She says this one guy watched the entire, she posted the whole Beyond the Grave live. And some dude in Russia watched the whole thing on his telephone. Watched the whole thing. Now, now here's the deal. Both of these people that I mentioned to you already have a, a Bible study. Mary's leading the food bank and ministering on Thursday nights to, to people anyway. So it's already happening. And now the opportunities are there for us, each one of us. There are opportunities right now that we never had before. Justin, how many viewers you guys have now? On, uh, how many followers? 84,000 views last week. 84,000 views on YouTube they had. <laughs> Just sharing the gospel on, on YouTube. What kind of world do we live in right now? What kind of, I guess it only ma- what really matters is what is it, what is it that you're trying to get, get out there? What is it that you're trying to get out there? There's an opportunity like we've never had before. It's right under our noses, and Jesus said it, that God, the end of the age, the gospel will be preached to all nations at the end of the age. So I'm going to finish here. I've got two other things I want to read to you. Prophecies of Jesus. Matthew 24, 15. Therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation, he said, spoken of by Daniel the prophet, standing in the holy place. So he prophesied that the temple would be desecrated. The temple, the holy of holies, would be desecrated. He prophesied that. Well, it's happened, it's happened, it's happened two times. It's about to happen the third time. It happened when the Romans tore the temple down and devastated the holy place. It happened again at about 600 AD when the, when the Muslims built a mosque on the holy of holies in Jerusalem that's still sitting there today, worshiping another god on the holy of holies. It's still there to this day. Desecration. It's the abomination of desolation. It's right there in Jerusalem at the Temple Mount, a mosque on top of the place where the blood was poured out for centuries. Desecration. And then there's also, if you read your Bible, there's apparently there'll be a third temple built there. Somehow they're going to get rid of the mosque, build another temple, and the Antichrist, it says in Thessalonians, will put his image in the Holy of Holies after three and a half years in the temple. Desecration. The temple has been desecrated. Jesus prophesied that it was going to happen. 
He prophesied it was going to happen. It's, it's, it must, it, it, it was obviously a very serious thing. There was warning signs in the temple that if you went past this place, you would be executed, you'd be killed. They took it very seriously. That holy place was significant. It's holy and it was guarded. Well, it's been desecrated. Is anybody listening to me this morning? So I'm going to finish with this. Yeah, the rapture and the second coming of, I'm going to read with this passage in Matthew 24. Jesus said, the coming of the Son of Man will just be just like the days of Noah. What was he talking about? It was, it was surprise. Everything was normal until it wasn't normal. For it's in those days before the flood, they were eating, drinking, marrying, giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark. Until the day that Noah entered the ark and they did not understand until the flood came and took them all away. So shall the coming of the Son of Man be. There'll be two men in the field. One will be taken, one will be left. Two men will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken and one will be left. What was the point of this prophecy? The whole point was that the king is gonna return. I'm gonna return. I'm gonna come suddenly. All of these things I've been telling you about will indicate the season that we're living in. And the whole point of that prophecy is get ready. Get yourself ready. If you're not ready, get ready. If your heart's not right with God, get right with God. If there's, th- there's some things you need to change in your life, adjustments that need to be made, make those adjustments in Jesus' name. If there's things that you need to emphasize that you haven't been emphasizing in your life, ch- ch- change it. It's time. It's time. The King is coming. The King is coming. The king is coming. Oh, the trumpet blast is about to happen. You know, the signs that are, these stuff that's going on in Israel right now, there, there, could, there could be a couple of events could happen. And you could literally have Jerusalem surrounded by armies by tomorrow morning. Just a couple of events could happen. And then you know what, you know what, could, ha- you know what could happen at the same time? Bam! In an atomic instant. It could happen. This could be the day. No one knows the day or the hour, but we know we're getting close. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. Somebody say it's time. It's time. Y'all stand with me. Let's pray together. Visit our website at www.victorychurchnola.com for service times and more information.